Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And today we are coming to you from the new RTC home, the new official studio in your basement, good sir. Yes, sir. And today we're talking about is deconstructing your faith a bad thing? It seems like the term ex-evangelical is growing like crazy on TikTok and Instagram stories. And Everywhere. we're going to ask, is this a good thing to do or is it a bad thing to your faith? You ready, Fuller? Let's go. Let's go. Woo, welcome back, good sir. What's up? 2022. We made it. So we we finished off. The last new episode was 10 things to ask yourself going into the new year. Yeah, I mean, we recorded that before Thanksgiving. We did. And then <laughs> uh, we had... Three throwback episodes. Yep. So the first one, which that was just kind of cool to go back and listen to. So Shay, it's some old. I will say though, our old intros are so boring. Yeah, they are. But that's all right. I mean, my voice cracked at the beginning of this one, so I can't really. It's always welcome to real. Uh, but bringing Soche back our for lights music. flashing really our fast. Lights fla- wow. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, we are in the new studio. We have the new. Turned by Sabrina, the Captain American vibe shield. Yeah, that your wife bought you for birth. No, Father's Day. I Father's Day. I believe it was for Father's Day. And you got some new. We got some new arms for our microphones. That was a Christmas. That present. was a Christmas present. Yep. And, and new we, table. New table. New chairs. New chairs. It's new paint. New paint. Yeah. We are officially not official. We are official. We're still not. Official. We still got some things to do. I'm just kidding. We got stuff to do. We're, we're getting there though. But it's exciting. It is though. exciting. We were we were talking before we started. This is the sixth. Oh man, why would sixth. it have to be that word? Sixth. 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 If if you're a new listener, you have no idea about the jokes. Go back. And <laughs> rewind. Rewind episode like four. I can't say six. I think we we were talking about it for like the first fifty episodes. Probably. <laughs> I say Sith like fourth, fifth, sixth. sixth. Like sixth. it's a Sith Lord from yeah. Star Wars, but. This is our sixth location for RTC, sixth, I think. Yep, number six. Because we were a f- first at my house. Well, we were in three different rooms at my house. Right, yeah, three different rooms. And then rooms. we went to From there, the church. We did, we did an episode. We did a couple episodes at the church with the youth. That's right, but we early did, on. We did some episodes at your mom's house. Yep. We did uh, an episode at your new house. <laughs> we, oh, we did oh, a, Beth and I did, yeah. Well, and then you and I did the giveaway there too. We did the live giveaway. The we need to go live episode, again. That was fun. And then we did the dudes and dads over in Goshen, Indiana. We drove yep. out there and did an episode with them. And now here. And finally, well, your oh, house. No. I had Paul Lindgren on for three episodes at my at old, the old house. house. That's right. So six or seven. Seventh seven location. Seven different <laughs> locations. And hopefully the last. Hopefully this is At least is for home. a while. At least for a while. But we are at your house Janine and the kids are upstairs. Hopefully, they're asleep. in my bed. No, they're in my bed watching TV. 
Oh, Janiel's keeping them quiet. Well, that and the kids love to lay in my bed, so. Why not? It's like she can keep them quiet and calm them down and keep, you know, everything quiet for us all at the same time. So <laughs> It is a win-win all across yeah, the board. Yeah, it's great. So, but so it's cool. It's so good to be back together. We Again, like Mark said earlier, we haven't recorded together since before Thanksgiving, and now this is and second week in, in January. And even though we go to the same church, we haven't really seen each other that much because you well, were out sick, and then we got, were traveling. Well, and then you got we all got kids, and they're running every which way, and you got to go pick up kids from the nursery, and la da da da. It's just a lot. So, yeah, so been, it is good to it, be back, my friends. It it's like we're uh, back. We're drinking good coffee again. Let's talk about. Should that we talk coffee? about it right now? Let's talk about it because right, you brought so it up. We got well. First, uh, I already said her name once. Sabrina from Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, wait, Sabrina is. is Help me out, Sabrina. Are you in Toronto? Because you're in Ontario. No, 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 uh, Quebec. Uh, I think you're in Quebec, yeah. right, Sabrina? Eastern Townships of Quebec, Canada. Okay, so yeah, she... Yeah, you read the no. You read the no. Well, this is one no. I don't know what... I had... To, she sent two pieces of paper. She sent us Christmas cards, which I'm just saying, that was the best thing. We love hearing from our listeners, you know, through email and everything. But getting a handwritten letter to us and our family was just phenomenal. And more than that, though... It was a Canadian Christmas card. Oh yeah, it was like the bo- the packaging was like paper, <laughs> was brown so paper cool. wrapped, and it was like it perfectly was wrapped. It was awesome. Needless but, to say, Sabrina, I don't ke- ever keep Christmas cards, so I'm keeping this one. She's got the she's got the the coffees right here. Remember when I was writing them on top? Yes, and we're not drinking her coffees this episode. This, not this episode. We'll do it next next episode. But uh, she said, "Hi, pa- podcast fan. For the holidays, here's a little gift for some from some of my favorite coffee shops here in the eastern townships of Quebec, Canada." And then, Cafe de la Brulleria coffee beans aged in cognac barrels. I think is what it says. <laughs> I, I, I'm not French. I'm I'm sorry, Sabrina. I'm probably gonna murder this this pronunciation. <laughs> Cafe de or that so that was Cafe de Bruleria <laughs> by uh, Granby. Malaria is that what you just said? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Hubert Saint uh, Saint Jean, uh, Silverbrook, Quebec. One of the best. Uh, one of my, her best friends roast their coffee. Uh, Georgiarians. I'm I'm sure that's wrong. Oh, maybe it's Sherbrooke, St. Jean Sherbrooke, Quebec. Another lovely micro roaster friend of mine roasting that's roasting there, and she put in joy. It was so cool to get that as a as a little Christmas. Hi, how are you? Like, but the yeah. coffee we are drinking today is not from Sabrina. Who's it from? Well, that's the thing is I can't find the message. What? I'm scrolling through Insta. I need to scroll through our Insta. So I, I thought look- it was. I thought it came on a. Wait, did you sure it came on Insta? Did it come on Facebook? Because I remember seeing it come in. Anyways, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm looking. At, I can't find. I'll find next episode of who so, sent it to us. So it's. Yeah, I feel so bad. Yeah. Okay. So from, it's from from Virginia. From believe, right? Lamplighter Coffee Roasters. Yep. It's called Swift Walker Blend Peach Candy, No Got Floral, and it is really good. And you brewed this in a way v- we've never Richmond, brewed Virginia. before. Richmond, Virginia. Like we've never had coffee brewed this way. So how do we brew this? You call it, it's called the oh, smart drip, clever no, drip. The clever drip. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's a new way you haven't seen. I use I've it never all the time. It's it. actually my coffee way of making coffee at work. Oh, okay. So it's it, Oh, oh, we talked about that on the show. I yeah, think. if anybody's ever used like a tea infuser, it's just like a tea infuser. You know, you basically it's this contraption, you put your coffee grounds in the filter, you pour water over and it sits. For three and a half minutes, and then you put it on top of your cup, and it pushes a little plate underneath, pushes the plunger up, and 
slowly drains. I will say this though. I, it's a good coffee hit. It's good, but uh, it's peach candy. I think that's what I'm tasting. I think I'm tasting the peach. It's supposed to be an espresso blend. It says on the bottom. Oh, no wonder it has a sharp little punch to it. So we going to be up all night tonight. But either way, for some reason, the name Brandon pops in my head, but I don't think that's right. But I know it's from Virginia. We'll find it between the episodes because we got to keep cruising. But the Lamplight Coffee Roaster, we're drinking that this episode. Next episode, Sabrina, we'll be drinking your stuff. Lamplight Coffee. Wait. Lamplightercoffee.com. You can go buy yourself a bag of this. Now, we're not drinking it today, but I did hear back from our friends over at Brew It Forward Coffee Co. And Mm. Jared and Marianne said that quite a few listeners actually use the coupon code this Christmas season. Awesome. So I know my buddy Clark, I've been talking with him a lot. This was his first good coffee he ever bought. He drank, he, his parents only he, buy Maxwell's house. He's a virgin. So he, <laughs> a good coffee he's virgin. He's also a high schooler. So Well, he's a good uh, coffee virgin. There you go. So his first ever real good coffee that he bought, done mm. himself, all kind of stuff, was Brew It Forward Coffee Co. He bought the three, the three pack for Christmas, used the coupon nice. code. And apparently a ton of you guys, maybe not a ton, but a, a good chunk of people hey. actually used the code. So they want to say to you listeners, thank you for supporting their And we want to say stuff. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for trusting us with your coffee. Because it's good. It is, it is good some coffee. good stuff. The Colombian that I just got from them. Oh, mm. I got their Ethiopian. Now, I will say, just being honest, this is probably not my favorite Ethiopian I've ever had. No, but your Mexican, some, the Mexican we had was to die the for. The only one that beat the Mexican is your Mexican, and that's yeah. because I love you. But that's their Mexican was so good. <laughs> but uh, but I would say it's probably my second favorite, second or third favorite Ethiopian I've ever had. Wow. But the Peru one was really good. Oh, yeah. The Costa Rican one was amazing. Right. But Mexican their, their Mexican. Oh. The Colombian's really good and uh yeah i didn't i didn't try the the ethiopian but maybe sometime maybe sometime but hey before we get into the review and the conversation because you know the, the banter <laughs> some of you guys have been commenting on the on on, on the reviews that you love the banter so i'm glad you guys enjoy I too, it i'm too we're, we're we say it all the time we're the kelly and ryan of podcast world and obviously we know who i am so ryan oh thank you <laughs> that's a compliment well I my mean, hair is a little long right now though but we have a new game to play in 2022. We do. It's called uh, Party Cues. Party Cues. Party Cues is just a bunch of random questions. And so I went to the deep section because we've been doing kind of the get to know you section from the Would You Rather. I'm trying really hard not to make so bad the, jokes right now. So the deep, <laughs> the deep section. You ready? Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. If you taxed a behavior to make the world a better place, but also to make a significant return, what behavior would you tax? <laughs> what behavior would you tax? Can I tax, like, kids who scream? But you also need to make a significant return. Oh, I would tax Like, people. you need to get a lot of money um, back. I'd probably tax people for... <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. But flipping people off. Oh, see, I would tax. I, I see that all the time in driving. I would tax coffee drinkers. Really? But, but no, what, what was the question? Say the question again. If you taxed a behavior. A behavior. So drinking coffee. That's not a behavior. Sure, it is. Co- that's a way of life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a behavior is like a bad attitude. Well, flipping somebody off is not a behavior. Yeah, it, it, you're behaving poorly. Okay, so that's a behavior, but flipping somebody off isn't a behavior. Okay, fine. Uh, See, you want to get technical? I was just rolling off of your answer. <laughs> good, but if you had to, but if you had to tax a behavior, that's the weirdest question. All right, I've let's ever move. Heard. Let's do a different one. Let us know what you guys think. If you could tax a behavior, um, send us a message. Last one, and we'll move on. Uh, you are being told 
that you will become famous tomorrow. Oh. But not for what? What is the most realistic reason you can come up with of why you'd become famous? We'd be podcast famous, baby. Uh, you would <laughs> be famous for eating? <laughs> famous for eating? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to be humble here. <laughs> I would be famous, in all honesty, for my forgetfulness. Ooh. Only with texting. Oh, can my can I actually? Can, you've been a better texter tax, recently. Can I tax forgetfulness? Is that considered a behavior? Because I'd be rich. I'll allow it. I will. Yeah, I will say this. I am the world's worst texter and communicator. I mean, I've messaged people all day long for work, so I'm terrible when it comes to personal life. But you know, my entire family thought you Facetimed me. That's my reputation with my family. When we Facetimed on Christmas morning, and I Facetimed you, everyone's like, "Did Fuller Facetime you? I didn't hear your phone go off." I'm like, "No, I Facetimed him," and they went, "Why?" <laughs> and I'm like, am I not allowed to FaceTime my I was, buddy? I was confused. I'm like, oh, Mark's FaceTime me. And you're like, hey, it was not Merry Christmas. And I'm like, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. It was, you like, know, it was one of the highlights of my, I mean, obviously I had a lot of highlights with family, but it was one of the highlights of my day. That's, oh, that's good it to know. Very, it was very pleasant. My mom even knows me. She goes, Mark, you never call, let alone FaceTime people. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, mom. I I'm don't. I'm pretty sure other than like construction questions, that's the very first time you've ever FaceTimed me. <laughs> But it was awesome. It was it was great to see you and hear you, especially because we hadn't spent we much had time together. time, yeah. So, anyways, let's get into our last bit of the section before we dive into this deconstruction the review. And this is, uh, I gotta <laughs> reposition here. You gotta reposition <laughs> these new chairs, man. I feel too comfy to podcast. Oh, they're so nice. You know this this table was like that much higher about five hours ago before I cut the legs off to fit for these chairs. You cut the legs off this table. Yeah. Oh. I, I cut the legs so it would come down. So would it be up, I like, up it. like here? I like it. But anyway, Anyways, so we got the sorry. review. We we got we got the review. We got the first, well, I would say. Official. First we, we've official. Gotten a, we've gotten a one-star review before. And I, I don't know how to take this review if this is actually a listener or if it's a troll that just saw, oh, Real Talk Christian Podcast and decided to go and. And post something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I don't know. But go ahead and the read it. One star is from A Z G L C T. First of all, let's round of applause for the first one star. Yeah. Well, technically, it's second. This is the second okay, one star. The first official. One right. Star. Right. Right. Um, it says, "I have been seeking opportunity to grow in my faith and learn what it means to truly be a follower of Christ." This leads me to believe that religion is still just a tool for men to have full control over women. I still don't understand if that. If you know our wives, we don't control them. I still don't understand that statement. So if you are a listener... Let us know. Uh, elaborate. Send us an email at realtalkchristianpodcast.gmail.com and elaborate on that a little bit because I'm not sure what we said and if maybe it was taken wrong yeah, I don't or know. if... I don't know. I don't know, but I'd like to know, and I'd like to continue that conversation. I mean, I don't care. Really, the rating doesn't matter to me as much as the conversation of, uh, you. it sounds like they don't like Christianity and it hurt their faith, and I don't want that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want that, and so I'd rather continue the conversation. So what was the tag name again? Um, I just lost it. A Z G L C T. If that's you, get a hold of us. Either call us five seven four four zero zero five three five two, or get a hold of us. Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail dot com to continue that conversation. If you would not mind, and we mean it, and we absolutely mean it, because uh, if we hurt the name of Christ in any way, I mean, we'll be qu the first to repent for it if we misspoke or spoke unbiblically. Um, but if I, I, I it's hard to 
I don't like leaving stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say for all the other people that have reached out to us, I sure. know we have some messages still hanging that we're yes. trying to get back to, yes. but we'll oh. get to it. We'll get we're, to it. We, yeah, it's yeah. So how about a good sure. review to, before we jump Let's in? Let's do a good review. Yeah. This is from Stad32 back on December 18th, the day before my birthday. Whoop, whoop. I am officially 30, guys. Um, it says, I have been listening to the show for a few months now. I wanted something to listen to while at work since I got tired of listening to music. Me too, buddy. Me too. But Ben Rector just released a new EP, so I'm very happy. Um, found this show as soon as I typed in Christian Podcast on Spotify. I usually listen to reruns every day at work and sometimes multiple times per day. Then when that new episode hits, mm, I'm right on the play button. Very, that mm, was for me. Uh, very informative. <laughs> These guys have debates over some hot topics that Christians face a lot. Plus, they actually message you back if you have any questions. 10 out of 10, we'll continue to listen. Well, Stad32, you the man, Thank if you're you, a sir. man. I think so. I've gotten in trouble a couple times for saying the wrong wrong, uh, wrong gender because of it's okay. uh, usernames. It's okay. I mean, that's why we just... Love covers multitude of sins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, you know... Well, it, he, he said there that we talk about highly debated topics, and and, and this is one of them that we're going to get into today. This is, that's one of the things that we're... It's a hot-button issue, and, you know, sure. actually, last night, I got sucked into a deep rabbit hole finishing up preparing for this conversation. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Well, I mean, you obviously, I think you know this guy's name. Maybe not. Maybe you're fam not familiar with it, but you know the name John Piper? <sighs> He's that, he's that really old dude, that slightly, theologian. Slightly Oh, wait, look, you have a whole shelf on oh, your wait. bookshelf dedicated to him. Oh, oh, is that me? <laughs> so, you know, so we all know John Piper, sure, right? Desiringgod.org, right? .org. .org. Uh, he was actually, I didn't realize this, he was in the early days of Passion Conference with Louis Giglio. I, I remember him like, talking like, about I know that. he was an early speaker, but sure. I think he was on the early ground floor. I think so, too. With Louis Giglio. Yeah. Maybe not, but I, I think so. Um, but, you know, just like everybody, he has kids, right? And Barnabas Piper is a, a he's an assist, a assistant associate pastor down, I think, somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee, or something like that. Hmm. But he has another son named Abraham Piper, and um, Abraham looks like spitting image of his father. I'm just so disappointed he didn't name anybody Peter. John and Peter? No, Peter Piper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a rim shot ready. I don't have a rim shot. That was Sorry, funny. Anyways, that was funny. Anyways. Um, but literally, he looks like the reincarnate version of his dad if his dad had super long hair. Like super long, gorgeous silver hair. It's just kind of funny. But, um, you know, you got John Piper, right, who sure. has written some of the best theological works ever. And obviously, there's some things in th that with Piper, right, that you lean more towards with some and that I lean more towards with sure. other things. But we love the man of death. Yeah. Great expositor, great pastor, great... He's the modern-day... Um, I would say the modern day A.W. Tozer. Oh, I agree with that statement, hundred percent. Yeah. And if you don't know who A.W. Tozer is, he's kind of like the modern day Augustine. How about that? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Or Charles H. Spurgeon. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a modern day one of those. Right. He'll, he'll sure. be legendary. Sure. Exactly. In, oh, in yeah. future years. Yep. Well, so you think of him. All right. He loves Jesus. You know that he's raising Christian kids, and and yeah. and you see it with Barnabas, right? Barnabas is an associate pastor. He's writing books. He's on podcasts. He runs podcasts. He's preaching Jesus. He's baptizing people, doing all these things. Right. And then you have his son, Abraham, who, when he was 18, I, I, don't, I don't know all the things, but apparently was, they used the term excommunicated from Bethlehem Baptist Church to come really? back, mm -hmm, to come back four years later and repent, which, I mean, if you look at earlier rides before he walked away again, right. they were kind of like, here's proof that church discipline works. But right now, Abraham Piper has one of the biggest followings on TikTok, well over, not, not in general, but 
in the in the atheistic evangelical world. He has well over a million followers on TikTok. Really, and I mean, he's also an artist, so he, it, really amazingly skilled oh, artist. And but his TikToks, he has a lot of these, um, for lack of a better word, make fun of Christians. Specifically, he calls his he even calls his dad a fundamentalist Christian. Which in our world, we're like, we ain't fundies. Those those are the fundies. We know who the fundies are. Um, I'm a little bit more fundy than you but are. But <laughs> I, I went into this crazy rabbit hole, and he asks the questions that, to be honest, you and I have asked, you and I do ask, and he came out on a different side of the equation. And a lot of people think, oh, he's just attacking Christianity, when in reality, it's just him walking down the street and musing his, th- musing his thoughts. But, you know, you got other thought leaders like Joshua Harris, who used a platform, you know, he, he didn't use it, but he wrote, you know, I kissed dating goodbye, mega church pastor, walked away from the faith, him and his wife split up, and now he uses a platform of, hey, I've gone through the fire, and I can help you build your platform. You have Marty Sampson of Hillsong, you have uh, uh, John Steingart of Hawk Nelson, these guys who are publicly, and they use the term, deconstructing their faith mm-hmm. in order to rebuild something better. And so deconstruction has been a term that's been used, uh, it's, not a, it's not a new term. No, it's, it's not a new term. It's been around for a while, but it is a hot button term sure. of deconstruction and deconstructing your faith. And what deconstructing basically means is literally tearing down everything you know, reestablishing your baseline, and rebuilding off of it. Yeah, what your belief system. Yeah, and so a lot of these guys are doing honestly, and they call it they call it public uh, deconstruction. And now a lot of them are calling themselves Rhett, Kevin Max, evangelical. Yes, yes, yes. I Rhett forgot about Link. them. Yeah. Yep. And so they call themselves, they used to be evangelicals, but now they're evangelicals because right. they're no longer evangelicals. And so the question then becomes, okay, is deconstruction a bad thing or is deconstruction actually a good thing that maybe we should all be doing, but maybe we're scared to do it. So before we even jump into the conversation, I want to read a real quick quote from Curtis Vanderpool to kind of set the stage for the conversation. Sure. It's an article from Relevant Magazine. Just like always, we'll have all the links in the show notes. Knock on wood, hopefully. Um, so uh, here, here's his quote. Um, it says, Christians are falling right and left. Is this supposed to be left and right? I, don't know, I always say left and right, not right and left. I always say left and right, too. So Christians are falling right and left. Evangelicals and Protestants alike are grasping feebly to understand what is causing this wave of evolving faith popularity referred to as deconstruction. In short, deconstruction is a popular term that refers to the practice of revisiting and rethinking long-held beliefs, specifically in the Christian faith. Richard Rohr is perhaps the uh, most well-known Christian leader to popularize this term. Roar often describes healthy face development as one that undergoes three stages. The first is construction, building your belief system and worldview. Deconstruction, challenging that worldview and subsequent beliefs. And then reconstruction, rebuilding a new, more holistic set of beliefs and worldviews. A few years ago, deconstruction was a new term gaining some ground in the public. And today, it is a culture-wide phenomenon um, with thousands of books, podcasts, and social media accounts dedicated to it. So the question of the day is, what should we do about deconstruction, and is it a bad thing? Mm. That is the question of the hour. It is a question. And, you know, I was talking with Beth about this before we even jumped. Before we jumped. Obviously, before we jumped is when I was at home eating lunch. Um, <laughs> I asked Beth about this because Beth and I both came out of the conservative, independent, fundamental Baptist world. And I'm curious to know what from the world you come out of. On, on the other side of the equation, because you were more Pentecostal style growing up. Yeah, very right? much so. And so in the independent fundamental Baptist world, 
if you questioned your faith, that was a proof of you're not truly saved or you're wavering your faith or, you know, and, and, and to the extent, and there's different types of independent fundamental Baptist. Sure. I know that. The type I came out of is different than the one Beth came out of. Sure. But the one Beth specifically came out of is, is you don't question the man of God. You don't question the man of scripture or the man. You don't question scripture. You don't question God. In fact, if you question, you need to be literally reprimanded and whacked you back onto the old paths because you do not question your faith. And so a lot of the independent fundamental Baptist world is built around fear, hmm. almost to the same level that Mormons built fear mm-hmm. into their followers of, you know, it's one thing to not be a Mormon, but if you are a Mormon and you lead the Mormon faith, if you're wrong, you're the one who ends up in hell. Right. Not all the bad people, you. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of fear that's that's created where it's like, okay, we can't ask questions. It's not mm-hmm. a safe place. So I always built my student ministry around that idea of this is a safe place to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And that's where the that's where you and I came up with this show. Obviously, we're okay sure. with asking questions. Sure. Every episode we ask questions. But specifically about our faith and deconstruction, is it a bad thing? But with you growing up, did you kind of have the same experience where you couldn't question your faith, you couldn't do the research and ask the big questions, or were you told mm. us to sit down and just just, just have faith? Uh, I guess growing up, I grew up a little bit different being in a house church of where I grew up doing all the research for mm. what I believed, and I was involved in the research that was going on in the church. You were kind of build. in a church movement that deconstructed, I guess, from the sure. traditional sure. church structure in America. Sure. Yeah. So uh, time for LaCroix. That's where I'm on to. <laughs> I've already finished the coffee, so I'm on the LaCroix. Um, uh, you know, I I think deconstruction can be used in in two different ways, right? The term deconstruction. I think it can be used in a healthy way, and it can be used in an unhealthy way. Mm. And I, uh, I was reading an article, actually it was, a um, it was from a, a podcast, reviveourhearts.com on reviveourhearts.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where, Which Revive Our Hearts, isn't that local? Like in uh, Michigan? I thought so. I thought they were pretty close to around here, but they had Alyssa Childs on. Child, child, childers? Ch- Alyssa Childers? Alyssa Childers. Childers. That's what it is. I love Alyssa Childers. Her and, YouTube channel. And oh. what she said. Side note, we asked her to come on this show and we have not heard back no, yet. No, unfortunately. But. So if we have a connection somewhere. Hook us up. Anyways, uh. I could not agree more with her on what she said in this in this interview. And I'm just going to go ahead and read real fast that way. Just just this little portion of what she said. Um, and basically, they were asking how she would define deconstruction. How she would define it. How okay. she would define deconstruction. And she said, that's an important question because uh, you're exactly right. People are defining it in a bunch of different ways. I'm seeing two major definitions emerge. One I agree with, one I don't. Some people are saying deconstruction is simply just taking a look at everything that you be- you've believed all your life, and you're trying to find out what's true. You're holding on to what's true, and you're deconstructing or getting rid of what's not true. Uh, I do not. I don't think that's actually what people mean when they talk about deconstruction. So what she just said there, right? Uh, you're you're looking at your deconstruction is simply talking about looking at everything that you believe in your life and you're trying to find out what's true. You're holding on to what's true and deconstructing or getting rid of what's not true. Okay. That's where I stand with deconstruction, right? So even in my... Because obviously, yeah, if it's something's not true... In my theology, and, and, and what's my guiding path? My guiding path is always scripture. Mm-hmm. So that's me. And, and, uh, and you'll see as we continue on, but as she continues on here, that people take it to where they start even questioning, is there a God? And it's like... I guess 
me, I don't need to deconstruct that far. I think that's an unhealthy deconstruction for a Christian, unless you're really not in the faith. But, but I don't think that's wrong for someone to do that to go because I've even gone that far. When you when you look at life and you go, okay, why would this happen? I think there's I, enough know? proofs out there that, to me, I don't personally have to. Go oh no, no, I I agree with you, but I've gone that far to be like, okay, it, you get to this point, it's like, okay, is there a God? And then you got to readjust your thoughts. See, you know? I, and I think that that's taking deconstruction too far okay. for a Christian. I don't think that you have to go that far. I think you should have a baseline established by your, through your faith. I think if you have to take it that far, maybe you're not needing to look at whether there's a God or not, but are, is your faith even real? And I would say that's, maybe we can get to this later, but I sure. think that's good specifically for teenagers to ask, though, because sure. teenagers are Is, at it, is it my pace. parents' faith or yes, is it my faith? Yeah, that's what I mean. So if you go all the way to, okay... I don't even know if there's a God anymore, right. which that's where a lot of these popular YouTube channels, like the, this, oh, what's his name? He does a lot of conversations with, uh, Sean McDowell where, mm. um, he's, uh, he, he might be a little younger than us. Uh, th- I, there's also the cosmic skeptic. And I think he's a really fun listen to. Um, but that's why I listen to that unbelievable podcast so much right. where they ask those questions sure. and they have the Christian uh, question, the Christian worldview, right. and then the atheistic right. or the agnostic. But sure. a lot of times I feel like these guys are, they're they're asking the question, but it, it's the same thing we've talked about in previous episodes. Is okay. At what point do you just stop asking the questions? Sure, and, and you have to settle with an answer. I mean, it's know? it's like. Um, well, let me finish reading yeah, this yeah. last. Oh, this, oh, you I, got, got more. I got I got just a little bit more, Ooh. and then and then I'll move on to my next thought. Go for it. Um, she said, "I think the way that you framed it earlier is uh, more correct. It's it's uh, in that it's actually more of a dismantling of the beliefs that someone held." I think it's built upon the idea that truth is relative, right? Uh, we want to tear down the constructs of truth we were given. We want to deconstruct those so we can live our own truth. Uh, this is the way that, I'm sorry, I skipped some stuff, but this is the way people are actually take it, that they, we, don't, we wouldn't just live our own truth. We want to take the truths, the actual truths that we're given, and we want to dismantle those truths, and that way we live in our own truth. And she goes, I think that's a dangerous game. Mm. And that's where I'm at. And, and that's where I say, you know, is there a God kind of thing is that's dismantling a truth that I think is dangerous for a, a true believer. I think you're playing with the game. It's like to me, like the spiritual realm, right? Okay. If I'm hardcore studying into demonology and that's what my f- sole focus is on, uh, I don't think... I think that's taking it too far. I don't think there's, you know, and asking questions, well, why, why this, why this about demons and and trying to find these answers. I don't think I need to as a Christian. I think there's some things that it's just like, uh, uh, what was, what was before God created the world? You know, everybody's asked that question Mm. at one time or another, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or, hey, did Adam have nipples and a belly button? (laughs) You know, that's my favorite question. Just weird questions. And it's like, do you really need to know that? Is it important for where where you need to go in your faith. And I think that, no, some questions don't need to be answered, and you can take it too far that way. And then there's some dangerous questions where I would say, like, um, hey, I want to I wanna take apart all this, and I want to study um, Islam, you know, and but I don't want to just study Islam. Like, I want to start attending mosque, and I want to start, and, like, you're, like, living the lifestyle. And I think that that's there's that old saying, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good morals. <laughs> I think that has some truth in it um, to where if if you continue to walk down that path, not saying it'll happen right away, but if you continue down that path, that um, you might might find yourself lost. Mm. 
you might find yourself as one of these deconstructed, walked away ex-evangelicalists or whatever. Ex-evangelical? Ex- ex- yeah, ex-evangelicals. Yeah, and, and that would be something good to go into. But I think before we go too far down some of these other questions, I think sure. it'd be fun to just really quickly address what are some common causes that actually cause people to deconstruct. And I can guarantee that there are listeners right now to this episode sure. or watching on YouTube and you guys have thought these same questions. And with some of these, I actually put specific people's names down as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go just see who these people are, these are some of the reasons why they left the faith. Um, the big one, and this is honestly one that I struggle with, is the problem of evil and the problem of pain hmm. and problem of suffering. Like I kind of categorize all those into one. Is One of the main causes is the, what's the, pro- like the problem of evil, pain, and suffering, of what's the purpose of it? Why do we have it? How come people over there suffer but over here we don't. Why do good people, and I know there's some listeners who are struggling with, you know, infertility and miscarriages and, and, and our family's dealing with that too, of infertility and miscarriages. Like we're, we're in that same boat as, as what a lot of other Christian people sure, are. Sure. And there's some really good people. It's like, why can't we just have this little child that we want to raise up to follow Jesus? But then you see people where it's like, you probably should be sterilized because you, you, you've had way too many kids. Well, and it's not healthy. It's not okay. Not healthy, but it's like the 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 people who do good. It's like I'm doing good, but I'm still suffering. And the people who do evil are prospering, which the Bible does allude to. Well, there's there's several scriptures. You know, you got um, the the reason why we have what we have in the world is due to sin, mm-hmm. right? God reigns on the just and the unjust, uh, and then um, all things work to the good and the glory of of those who of God to those who love him. And that may not be those certain, this may be the story. I mean, why did Paul have to be executed? Why did Peter have to be executed? Why did Andrew have to be executed? I mean, you know, why, why did they have to suffer for Christ's namesake? I mean, that to me um, is a statement that serving God doesn't mean we're always going to have the easy life mm. or that we're going to have the cakewalk well, or the dreams Jesus, that we want. Now, Jesus, I've always found this interesting. Jesus said the... My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sure. But at the same time, there's the cost of discipleship too. Sure. But, um, you know, we don't we don't know the ending of our story, right? Right. You don't know how, when your life's going to end or what path you're going to, from tonight to the end of your life, what path is going to look like for you mm-hmm. completely, right? It's like the paralytic man that Jesus healed, right? He went for 40 years... 40 plus years as a cripple just so Jesus could heal him. Mm. I mean, 40 years he went not knowing why, not being given an answer. And yet he was that way. So Jesus could glorify himself <laughs> in that moment. Right. And so that that's, I guess, I mean, I try, I'm trying to be sensitive. I, I've had, struggles and not that my struggles haven't been the same as yours. Your struggles haven't been the same as mine and, and ours haven't been the same as our listeners right now. Um, but every person in this world has struggles that seem big to them. Mm. And we have to remember the truth and the promises that nothing is too big for God. One, all things work together for those who love God. Mm-hmm. And God has a plan laid out for our life that is not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify him. And well, those are the three truths we need to remember. I like it. I like it. Well, I know this for a fact with the problem of evil, pain, and suffering. That's the reason if you listen to all of this stuff, that's the reason why John Steingard, sure. former lead singer of Hawk Nelson, you know, Christian rock band, 
and he was even a worship pastor, worship leaderish. Yeah. Um, that's why he said he walked away from the faith. Another one though is perceived problems in the Bible. Whether <laughs> did the did the 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 gospel authors really write the gospel? This is a good the one. The letters were they really written by the apostles? Sure. Or, or you know, we have all these other extra scriptures, which fun fact we'll talk about next episode, right? Sure. The extra script Bible things well, in the Bible. They're they're what they call missing books of the Bible. Right. But it's like how come we know these are the right ones, but not those? Like how do sure. we know like is it the fact that the rich people like you know that the idea did, did the did the winners write the history books and and there's answers for all that yeah there's complete answers for all that and um we'll get into that more as far as the bible yeah goes. And i know but bart airman is the big proponent of that yeah of where did the bible come from what did jesus actually say all of the high-end scholarly research he tries to bring into a layman term well he has debates on unbelievable all the time in right. fact they're they're re-airing a lot of his right now so it's a really fun conversation of just how what do we do with the perceived problems in the Bible? And there and it's a real simple solution if you understand biblical hermeneutics. Mm. It really is. If if you if you learn biblical hermeneutics, which takes about twenty five hours worth of classroom time, uh, you'll see, oh, these really aren't that these really aren't problems mm. <laughs> in the Bible. But anyways. Right. But that that is a hurdle sure, that some sure, people do, sure. do get stuck on. Another one is actually Christians themselves. Mm. Jesus's followers is a cause uh, that people want to walk away from the faith. Cause if this is what the followers look like followers, I don't want anything to do with the person sure. that they follow. Sure. Um, Gandhi once said, I like your Christ, but not your Christianity. Well, and this is why it's so important that we realize that we're ambassadors. Like we've talked right. about for years now, um, the perception that people have on us is a reflection on how they see Christ. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, another one. And I think this one is probably more valid than people give it credit to oh, yeah. is church hurt and church mm -hmm. abuse, specifically mm -hmm. from the pastoral team, sure. you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually abusing their sure. flock. And, and there's some good articles out there on that. And we've done a podcast on church hurt before. Yep. Um, and, and that one again is, uh, each circumstance is going to be different and you have to tread. I know I'm taking time on all these, but I think it's a good no, thing. No, this, in the, case, it's in the conversation, case, bro. Well, in case people do have these this questions. It's the conversation, you know? And, and with that, I see a lot of people that I've talked about and they go, church hurt. And I was like, okay, well, what do you hurt? Well, they, they shunned me because I was uh, living with my girlfriend and it's like, it wasn't a shunning. They were just telling you what Bible said. <laughs> like they were helping you out, but you didn't listen. So right. I, I know a lot of people get offended, not because they were actually abused, but because the Bible was presented. They to didn't them like it. And they didn't like it. Right. Exactly. Right. They but they're the also, truth. there's a, the, the recovering fundamentalist podcast. Sure. I listen to in the group listening to, a, and, and maybe this, a lot of it comes out of, I know the, the independent fundamental Baptist world of control right. and, you know, and we'll talk about this. We'll just say it. You know, some another cause of someone deconstructing their faith is learning what they were taught taught as doctrine when they were kids. In reality, is just an opinion, right? But it's taught as scripture. You know, right. such as how to dress, what clothes you should wear, how long you should have your hair, should well, you cut your hair. But what they do with that? Music, and, tattoos, drinking, going to the movies. Yeah, but what do they do with that? They go, "Oh, I was taught wrong, so I'm leaving the faith," rather than going, "Oh, they were wrong." So what's the Bible really say? Well, but, but, but I think that's going too far, though, because a lot of the people that I, I have at least seen and, and talk, chatted with and experienced, they don't lead the faith. They just have to go, okay, if this is what was taught, and, and including also that the, like the King James Bible is sure. the only Bible out there. And you, right. 
Obviously, we don't believe that. We're sponsored by the CSB. Um, (laughs) And I'm looking at your shelf. You have a lot. I mean, King Jimmy is still your favorite translation, though. Uh, No, it is not. No, NET. No. Not even the NET? The CSB? The CSB is up there now. time. Welcome to the family, CSB, NET, ESV are like all top three. Really? For me right now. Me and Soche are both proud. And I grew up KJV only. And again, and we're not saying there's anything wrong with it. And there it. was a deconstruction, the the healthy deconstruction process. Well, I'll talk about that because I see you. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what yeah, I'm saying. So, so there is some healthy deconstruction healthy. process. Uh, but the, but we, it just makes you ask the question of but, what else is what else have been have I been lied to about? We have to be careful as Christians with that term, though, because progression progressive Christianity, and it's it's happening a lot in progressive Christianity of this deconstruction. But it's a deconstruction in an agnostic way. Mm, okay. And so, just saying deconstruction can really throw somebody off. If, if they go, okay, well, let me research deconstruction, and instead of understanding proper, healthy, what we would call deconstruction, they're learning an agnostic version of it, which ends up ultimately leading in philosophical. Yeah. Right. Um, I would, say, and I do, I want to go back and just finish the church hurt. Yes. Church yes. Abuse. I'm there, sorry. There is true church hurt in, in church Definitely. abuse that people Definitely. have to deal with and sure. struggle with and. Thankfully, you and I have never been the recipients of that well, in terms of what some people have. I have, but not in the way physical abuse or right, anything like that. Right, and so, and we don't want to belittle or diminish not that at all. all. Um, it's just, it's true that that's a common cause that caused people to potentially deconstruct their faith and walk away. Sure. Um, and the last one is pluralism. The fact of, is Jesus really the only way or are there other ways? Yeah. Because why, why does it have to just be Jesus? What about the people in the rainforest that never heard well, about Jesus and we, or God and or we, all the Islamic people or we all see that this in the new that. age universalism. We see that a lot that that's where people end up lying in that camp a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so those were just, I mean, I just wanted to write them down because I thought they sure. were just, you know, good. I'm glad sure. you processed them out because I wasn't prepared to process them out like you were. So <laughs> well, I, just, awesome. I wanted to talk about them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So here's some, just a bunch of random questions that I have about deconstruction, which will hopefully lead us to going, okay, so if someone is dealing with struggles in their faith, what should they do? Um, so one question I have is, are we allowed to question our faith or is questioning our faith a sign that we're not really saved? I think uh, there's a difference between questioning faith and questioning what you believe. Okay. I think those are two different things. So are we allowed to question our faith? Um I think questioning your faith is, man, am I really saved? Like to me, that's what that's what questioning your faith is. And maybe mm. that's not the way you meant it. When I see questioning your faith, that's what I think of. And it's like, man, I've done that myself many mm. times. Like, am I really saved? You know, you got the scripture that, that talks about, uh, uh, oh, what does it say now? And I, I just lost it. <laughs> I just listened to a podcast by Piper today and he used it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, making sure or making your calling and election sure. Uh, and I don't remember where it's found at right mm. now. Well, but there's also work out your salvation with fear, fear and trembling. trembling right. Is that First Peter, Second Peter? I, th- I want to say that's in the Peters. Peters or John? Oh no, it's not a John. Maybe a James. It's in there somewhere. It's, it's not James. New Testament. Anyways, but uh, you know, and I really struggled with that for a long time until I really um, understood and studied. Um, and I know people, some people are not going to like this, but the election, mm. being, being the elect, right? Chosen. How we would never choose God unless he first chose us and unless he pursued it and guided our steps through the Holy Spirit to him, we would have never chose him. Yeah. So he predestined and chose us and called us. <laughs> and then, I mean, then it's like, 
oh, okay, well, I'm following you, so my faith's got to be real because I wouldn't be following you unless you gave me that desire first. Right. <laughs> so um, th- that's when I think of questioning faith. I think, yes, I think if you're a truthful Christian, at some point, at some time, even if it was in the deep dark darkness of your bedroom and you're late at night, ask the you've, you've gone, am I really saved? Now, if we're talking about questioning our beliefs, right? Like, man, is the earth really a young really earth? Really flat? Oh. Well, no, is the earth like a young earth or like, did that really happen? And, you know, um, again, I think there's some questions that are healthy and there's some questions that are put, have potential to, to not be healthy, mm. and see, I would say all all questions are okay. But well, I would say some are not helpful. It's like it, the Adam with the belly button. Well, it's a funny question. No, but I'm sitting here thinking like if I'm asking a question about, um, did Christ truly die on the cross? Right. This is a, this right. is a, what I believe. Right. Well, now now we know that's like a historical fact. But well, it's more of what did he accomplish? But, but if I don't know any better, right, and if I don't, ha- that, that this is why I say it has potential. It's a question that has potential to be dangerous because if you're not sharing that question with somebody and you're just thinking it and thinking and, it and, and, thinking and that's it. And, it. That, and, I, and I wanted to bring that out as the fact of it's not, it's not doubt that's bad. It's in Kara Powell. I'm, I'm stealing this from Kara Powell. I have it pulled up right here. She says it's unexpressed doubt that is toxic to your faith. If you're not sharing that and, and getting the truth, right, then it, it has that potential to be dangerous. Because you have a potential just to stay lost or get bad advice or look at bad facts and make a decision and go, well, Christ wasn't real. And, and it's like, wait a second. No, he really but, died. I mean, <laughs> but I'm more on the side where I don't think any question is a bad question because uh, I, don't, what, I think. That's why I said it know, has potential has to be potential. dangerous. It has potential to be dangerous, but I think it's fair to say that, you know, God's big enough to handle our questions too, you know? Sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, in, in the right setting, right? In, okay. in the right mind frame and if you don't have it maybe expressing it to a close tribe member mm. follower of the way follower of the way so <laughs> so so coming out of that question sure then, not just question our faith but are we allowed to question god now we we as we had the podcast episode of what's one question you would like to ask god like sure. that was more of a, a tongue-in-cheek sure. episode which yeah. was, it was a fun one it was but are we allowed to question god himself of what is happening what's going on why is this stuff going the way it's going you know well, you can question them all you want. Doesn't mean that you're going to get anything out of it, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, you've got a bunch of people here, and I'm looking at it now about the people in, in scripture that questioned. My favorite one is Job. So the Job thing, though, it, the, well, the parentheses it says just read the book. Yeah. So, but Job, <laughs> it was like he didn't question God till the very end, and when he questioned God, God like slapped yeah, him across the, you? he backhanded him he's like yeah who are you were you there when i created the earth and it was like oh job's in trouble <laughs> but but i don't think god ever did he ever scold job for the questions yeah. or did he just say he, who were you? like but seriously like where were you when i created the earth you weren't no, that was a scolding that was a scolding for asking why is this happening to me that mm. was a scold um but i mean there's there's been plenty of you got abraham in here you've got david you got jonah uh you, you know you've got You've got all sorts of stuff where Moses, um, I think you can question all you want, um, but it doesn't mean God has to answer, and you can't be upset if God doesn't answer. And I, I think and it's a natural thing for, for man to question. Like, there's a difference between, like, Lord, why, 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 and lament. There, there's a difference mm. between a lament questioning 
and like, uh, geez, God, do you really think that was a good idea? Like, I think that's a, a totally different level of like disrespect and like, right. That's where you get the, who are you? <laughs> it's, it's kind of the idea of like for, for my kids, I know you deal with this now too, is, you know, I have the kids where, uh, oh my goodness, it's, I, I have so many emotions in my house right now and they're, they all have names, but, uh, like, you know, something will happen. I'll just be like, and, and I won't be mean about it. It'll sure. just be like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Or, or it's like, uh, oh, t- today, uh, my little redhead, Nora, she walked up and, and she's like, daddy, can you help me open my bubbles that I got from school right before dinner? I'm like, no, Nora, we're not going to do bubbles, especially in the house. Like we're just going to put them away. All of a sudden stop foot cry. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? All I said was no. And it wasn't like a no, whoosh, get in the corner. It right. was just that, no, we're not going to do that right now. Well, there's a time and a place and now it's just not the time or the place. And all of a sudden just, <gasps> I'm like, Beth, what, I don't, what happened here? And she goes, oh, but isn't it funny that that's how we act towards God all the time. And we and, go, God, man, why didn't I get that job? And God goes, cause I said no. And you're like, well, I really wanted that job. And why did you give it to me? <laughs> and honestly, like with her, with that, I'm not, I'm never upset of her going, well, why can't I have the bubbles now? Sure. And you know, it, I think it's up to me to be prepared to not just say, cause I said no, but it's like, this just now is not the time. There's sure. better times to do it. And it all comes about down to attitude. And I never get mad about the question. I get mad when the questions literally ask the same question six times in a row. And I'm like, right. just go to your room. Cause you obviously just want it. And you're going to try to wear me down. But guess right. what? You can't wear me down when you're not in front of me. Um, but, but I get upset about the way they handle the answer. And if they showed, cause I'm, I'm very big on respect mm-hmm. of you can disagree with dad. You can not like what I say. Sure. You will not disrespect me because sure. I'm your father. Right. And um, maybe that's pride. Maybe that's not. I don't know. But it's more of, and also doing that because <laughs> your employer is going to tell you to do stuff you don't want to do. It's called, sure. it's, it's called a job. Sure. Um, Unless you work for yourself. or. But then you have, like, I, I work, yeah, sure, I work for myself, but I have, like, eight bosses right now. So, it's, right. yeah. Clients. But you have clients. clients. I have clients, but they And they tell you the what shots. you do. <laughs> yep, they run the shots. But but either way, you know, it's not so much, I don't have a problem when the kids question me. Sure. It's more of how do they respond when I give them the answer or if I don't give them the answer that they want. Because I often don't give them an answer. Right. Because, and that's typically what yeah. happens to us, except for God just doesn't deal with it most of the time. Most of the time, he's just like, we'll throw your te- temper tantrum, by, you know, <laughs> when you're done and calm down, we'll have a chat. <laughs> yep. And so here's another question. And I think this is more so, I, I should have also put these Bible characters in the next question, but okay, so do we have biblical proof that it's okay to wrestle with our faith? And, you know, I see Abraham where he actually asked God, he goes, there's got to be a righteous person in Sodom and Gomorrah somewhere. Like, do we have to kill everybody and wrestling with the ramifications of that? And then, no, there isn't a righteous. You see, you know, Job struggling all over the place. You see David flat out saying like, oh, Lord, how long will you turn your face from me? Like, come, like, like yeah, it was nice a song of lament. Yeah. Yeah, a song of lament. And then you see Jonah, which Jonah is actually fascinating because it doesn't end on a good note. No, it ends on a very bad, like, uh, basically, well, there goes your shade. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it. Um, but, you know, my my favorite passage in the Bible is the the man who brought the son to Jesus. Sure. And what did Jesus say? He goes, you know, he he was faith, like, like basically, like, you know, if your faith, your faith will make him whole. And the dad said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And that's been a verse that's been ringing in my head for about the last uh, four or five years. The last winter retreat I did with the students before we re- I resigned, so that's probably at least five years ago. That was a theme verse for the week mm. of, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And what does that mean to, to, to play that out? Sure. Hmm. But anywho, but the last question is, is can deconstruction be helpful to our faith? Again, 
I personally like, I don't like using the word deconstruction. I, I like the word self-reflection. Okay. Because you're self-reflecting on what you believe. Right? Okay. It's a self-reflection. Um, so then if, let's say, like, which which we, we both have, we have a belief in something. Sure. The more we study it, the more we're like, eh, it doesn't quite work that way. Don't sure. you have to tear down that belief well, to rebuild and, it? And l- l- let me give you, uh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, because <laughs> I'm saving the, the, the Bible translation one for the next question. But this one I'll say, um, my end time eschatology belief, right? Bro, that changes every day. I used to me. be like uh, <laughs> stuck up, like, no, nah, this is the way it is. And the rest of you are just a bunch of idiots. Idiots. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm so, uh, uh, after over a year's worth of deep, diligent study of it, I'm like, well, this is what I believe, but it could be this too. <laughs> right. I mean, I see more evidence for this, but really, I don't know. And really, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so my stance on it has completely changed and it took study and i just remember conversations between brandon soche and i and because we come from we came from two very vast vastly different eschatology beliefs Mm -hmm. and now we're a heck of a lot closer and he hasn't moved a bit (laughs) (laughs) yep um but it took me looking at why do i believe what i believe um and i do not think that that's a bad thing i think it can be helpful in the right setting with the right motivation and if you aren't strong in the faith with the right guidance, I think that's important. Something I've struggled with, though, is when, like, like I'm the type of guy where it's follow truth wherever it leads. And, but I also know in that statement, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So if you're following truth, where mm-hmm. are you going to end up? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have to be careful who I say that phrase to. Um, but I think some people are so, which my biggest fear of this, in fact, this is getting personal for me. Hey, have fun. Do Mark and do Mark or Fuller have a story about deconstruction? Well, I guess here's one. Here we go. Um, Moving into the next question. <laughs> you know, I, I told my counselor, you know, stuff that I, I'm dealing with. And he goes, what are you most afraid of? And I, in terms of my faith, in terms of following Jesus, he flat out just said, what are you most afraid of? And I said, I'm, I'm most afraid of waking up one day and going, I don't believe any of this crap anymore mm. and walking away. And going, you know, I have an undergrad and a master's in theology. We run the podcast. I was a pastor for six years, and I still work in local for local churches and with local churches every single week. And then walking away, going, "Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm I'm done with it. I'm out." Because I've seen a lot of, in my in my opinion, g- good solid believers who, when you read their writings when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Man, they write in line. Now they got some maybe some weird, whacked out like personal things like like Joshua Harris, like his dating goodbye is just weird in some regards. He was also twenty four twenty was it was like twenty two and single. He was like, in come his on, 20s, bro. Yeah. Like you can't write a book on dating if you've never dated anybody before. But uh that's besides the point. Um but you know, but you see these guys who are their pastors, like like this one guy, I I forgot to bring his name in. He was a author for I think desiring God. He has a PhD in theology. Sure. He has um he he's been a, a a featured speaker. He traveled on and taught at churches all the time. Last year he said, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm done. And that is a fear of mine. Of, yeah. of what happens if I wake up one day and I just go, This none of this is true. Well, and, and there's some just being completely honest. There's some safeguards 
that you can set up. There's being open and honest with a, a trusted, close person like Neil, me, mm-hmm. our listeners now. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, but my my big thing is is are you spending time in prayer? Are you spending time in scriptures? And are you surrounding yourself with a God honoring, God fearing, God uplifting tribe that you can lean on in your hard times? And those are the big things because if you're not doing those, Satan cannot break a church that is tight-knit and closely following God. But what he can do is start batting away somebody, getting them out into their own little world, and then he can take them down. Just like a lion does a gazelle. It's pretty easy. Well, what is the passage that he seeks out whom he can to Sure. He's not going to attack the, the whole group. Because they're strong, and especially with God, uh, it's when we're on our own that that we become weak, and that is something that has become more prevalent to me in the last five years than ever before. That when I'm by myself, I'm weak, but when I'm surrounded by brothers and sisters who love and seek the Lord, and I'm doing my part of staying in my Word and speaking with God. I don't feel that way. Mm. I don't feel that way because there's a lot of years I did feel that way. And a lot of years I walked, a, I walked a bad path. Mm-hmm. I walked into the drug path after being raised in church all my life and the drinking and the womanizing and everything else. I walked that path and I know where that path leads. And I know without God who brought me out of that, because it was only God that could have brought me out of that. If I don't stay close to him, it's easy to fall back into that trap because it's never just one foul swoop that sweeps you off the path. It's always these little steps, mm-hmm. this little thing. Let me get you away. Let me, ah, oh, you're too busy to pray tonight. Oh, now you're too busy to pray every week. Now you're too busy to pray every month. Oh, you know, you pray at dinner. That's good enough. Oh, what about your Bible? Yeah, yeah, you're way too busy. You got, I mean, you just need some, you need some downtime. You need to just watch TV. I'm guilty of this just like I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. You know, you let things distract you. And then you've come to find yourself like, eh, maybe I don't think about as God as much as I used to when I was doing these things. Mm-hmm. And and maybe my life is starting to reflect, and even my attitude is starting to reflect something that's not as good as what, or as close as what it was to what I'm supposed to be. And it's just like, well, when did that start? And you start thinking back and you're like, well, I haven't been really reading my Bible and I haven't really been praying. I really haven't been hanging around my tribe very much. Yeah, okay, I can start seeing why I'm going down this path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to have some corrective action here, but yeah. So that's just the way I feel about that. Yeah, and uh, I would even say this too. I mean, it kind of I guess lands the plane for what should someone do if they're starting to f- struggle and figure out what they need to do with this whole deconstruction sure. thing. Um, you know, it's saying whenever, whenever people start to go down that deconstruction path and maybe you are, there's a lot of times when I listen to the, the interviews and the conversations and that's, I listen to a lot of them. Sure. Um, they ask questions and then they start to try to figure out the answers, but a lot of times they're not willing to a settle on answers that are just okay with open-ended answers, or they ask the question and then go, listen to this without listening to anything that was already inside of their own camp. And, you know, I wrote down a lot of stuff here, like, you know, 
resources that people are questioning their faith. You know, we love gotquestions.org on yep. this podcast. Yes, we do. It's easy ways to get really solid answers to questions that you have. Um, Elisa Childers YouTube channel, she speaks out against progressive Christianity left and right. Um, John Cooper's podcast, actually, too, from Skillet. Yeah, right. His stuff is amazing as They're well. They're both apologists, that's why. Exactly, and, and, and it's hilarious to see... Like, you know, like a Sean McDowell, which his YouTube channel, he's been having a lot of conversations like every week with mm. specifically self-proclaimed progressive Christians or mm. uh, self-proclaimed atheists or cosmic skeptical type people. Every week or every other week, the dude's having actual dialogues with people on his YouTube channel. Unbelievable right. is another one that I do all the time. Um, this is one that we haven't talked about very much, but it's Theology in the Raw by Preston Sprinkle. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Um, that's one that I, I <laughs> once in a while will binge on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, I mean, it's, it, there's a YouTube channel for it as well. It's also audio podcast. Um, he's a type of guy though, where he is a conservative when it comes to gender identity and gender dysphoria and all these different things. Sure. But he has a, he's one of the few people that are Christians that I know that are goes like, yeah, I don't think, you know, or I should say this, that God created male and female separate, distinct to have their each characteristics. And by you mutilating yourself, you're mutilating the, like, the creation of God. And the, 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 the husband and wife relationship is the way God created to be. And that's how it functions well in society. But he's the only guy I've ever met who preaches that, but also has friends who are gay and transgender and, live in the lifestyle because mm. he goes, God calls me to love my neighbor and he's my neighbor. Cause I live in this part of the, of the country. So they're my friends, mm. but he's very dogmatically strong of what he believes. I mean, he's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, another one is the Perry family, Jackie, Jackie Hill Perry. I can't remember her husband's name. Um, she wrote uh, gay girl. Good God. about mm. God doesn't call okay, you to yeah. be straight. He calls you to be holy, which we, we brought her up in other episodes, but you know, there's so much good content out there <laughs> in the Christian world where, you know, a lot of times Christianity is hailed as the religion that doesn't think. Like, mm. we don't have thinkers. And there's many years where Christianity wasn't like, oh, just have faith. You just got to have faith. You just got to have faith. And if you waver, you must not have faith. There's a rich history of Christian thinkers out mm-hmm. there. You just got to find them and, and study them and see what they have to say as well. But at the end of the day... The question is, how can we find God? How can we know God? And we both believe, I mean, I would say we, we're we very dogmatic in this regard of the cool thing about Christianity isn't just the fact of we can get to God, but that God became man, right. dwelt among us. Yep. So why don't we go to the person who said they were God, rose again from the dead, and his followers followed him all the days, you know? Right. And so all, all, a lot of other religions, some of them, you know, have Jesus in their religion. But Jehovah Witness, Mormon, uh, Islam, even though there's Christian or Jesus in that religion, is that the the the, the, the same way that Jesus called to follow us? Because we mm. Jesus never called us to be a Christian. In fact, Jesus wasn't a Christian. No. Well, <laughs> Jesus no. was a Jew. Well, yeah. And then there are people who followed after him as the Messiah, the king of the Jews, and then they called them Christians. Well, disciple simply just means student. Right. So he had students, and then they created students that they taught what their master taught them to them, and then it spread. And And that's it, is we're not called to be Christians. We're called to follow Jesus. Right. You know, and I think sometimes we get stuck in the minutia of what that means, too. Sure. Um, We get stuck in the, uh, who was it? 
what was his name? I just listened to this whole podcast. It was like a six hour long thing about forgiveness. And he said, oh, whoa, what? And he said, we get, we get stuck in these, what he calls the Christian clicks. And it's like, I become a Christian and then like, oh, I can't be around the world and I can't mm, do this because yep. I'm a Christian. I got to be set apart. And so I can never associate with Christianity and Janelle. And I talked about this this past week and it's like, but that's not what Christ called us to do. He called us to go make students of those who didn't believe. And that's who he surrounded himself with most of the time. Was, and we had was that, we had an episode. I don't remember what number it was, but we're, we're not called to like the class. Like, oh, be in the world, but not of the world. It's no, it's you're already not part of the world, but you're right. sent back into the world. Right. Exactly. And that's what Jesus prayed. When he prayed that final prayer for his disciples, he didn't pray to for protection and for the heads of protection around them. He said, no, protect them. Or, or he didn't pray for a hedge of protection. He prayed, for their personal protection. I still want to know where they got the hedge of protection in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, That's it, a funny it, didn't, thing. it didn't really save them when they were being thrown at the Coliseum to the Lions. Right. But that goodness. hedge of protection. Oh, goodness. But to, to end the episode, man, is there any other thoughts that you got to, to land this plan? I'm out of stuff, man. The, I'm good. The only thing um, that I think is important to remember is that through all of this, there is always one truth that has been around for 2,000 years. Well, since second century in writing, but uh, word of mouth has been around for 2,000 plus years, especially mm-hmm. if you include the Tanakh or what we call the Old Testament, um, even way longer than that. Uh, but there's been one truth, and it's been God's core fundamental ways that he's handed down to the human race. And it's the one truth that um, everything should be measured up against. So as you're going through, if you want to call it deconstructions, you know, self-reflection, whatever you want to deem it as, um, I strongly encourage you to use that one truth to measure every other truth off of. Mm. It's your one center line. As a Christian, um, if you're questioning whether you're a Christian or not, if you're questioning the essence of your faith, Maybe you need to look at, did, was I truthful when I became saved? And maybe start there. Mm. Am, am I saved? Am I a Christian? Have I fully surrendered my life to become a student of the master? A follower of the way. I like it. I like it. That's where I'm at. I like it, man. Well, <laughs> should we land this plane? Do a little Let, bit of fun fact? Let's land the plane, I mean, we're already having a disco party with our light up there. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I missed that laugh. The first new fun fact of 2022. Whoop, whoop. What do we got? It better be good. So make sure it doesn't suck. <laughs> well, it's odorless. I can tell you that. Did you know, Mark? Most Korean people don't have armpit odor. Wait. Recent, recent that sounds re- weird. Okay. Recent research at the University of Bristol found that only point zero zero six percent of the Korean population has the ABCC11 gene. This gene is the cause of armpit odor. In fact, the study found that the, that most Asians don't have this gene, but Koreans have the lowest number. While this may be surprising to us, it's not a big it's not big news to uh, in Korea as deodorant isn't commonly found there. So, really? Then, so if you go to, I, I feel like go, I want to reach out to some. Like, they can play basketball my, uh, all day and never get stinky. 
I almost want to like reach out. Well, they can still get stinky, just well, not from their pits. Yeah. But like, I want to reach out <laughs> to some people that I knew that were missionaries in Korea and be like, all right, guys. How much deodorant gets used that? Because <laughs> I also know that they actually, they, they believe in something called like, it's some sort of death where if you sleep with a fan on and you die, that's the cause of death. Is death by fan? Yeah, <laughs> or something like that, or like, the, or like with the AC. Like, there's some weird things. There's wow. some, really, but that's that's, that's a fun fact. It's a fun fact. It's a, it's a really fun fact. That's a real fun fact. It's you, an interesting. Fact. You want to know another fun fact? What's that? As of a couple months ago, people can also leave ratings on Spotify now. What? Which so, is our most listened to? Our platform most right now. listened to platform. So if pe- and people have been doing. It. In fact, the most recent one was this past weekend. So if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Spotify, leave us a rating. YouTube, give us that thumbs up and comment on the video. We try to reply to every comment that's left on we try. YouTube. And I know there's people who listen on Google Podcasts. And lately, a lot of people have been finding us on Pandora out and of you, all places. And you know what? If you can't leave a comment or a rating there, you can always just email us. Always. Uh, we're always taking an email. Email or text message. Or text. Or Instagram or Facebook. Or whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you, you want. Whatever your choice But the easiest is. place to find all of that information is at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. That has links to everything you would ever need to know about the show, including wonderful bios of us, which I need an updated picture from you because the picture on the website does not look like you anymore. I'm sorry. So we need to get that. Uh, Janelle looks the exact same. Well, like, yeah, but I, I you gain, have a beard now. I gain weight. I lose weight. I have facial hair. I don't have facial hair. So it's very, I, I updated my picture finally. So it's me and Beth, not just me and, you know, Elliot and Evie. Well, so it's, it was still a good, cute picture. It was a cute picture, but we updated that picture. But if you want to learn more about us, feel free to hit us up there. We're almost at a thousand or not. Wow. That'd almost be at 90. We're just about ready to cross 90,000 downloads. Did we're you? close and we're almost close to a thousand Instagram followers. Well, what? We are growing in leaps and bounds. So let's if, make it a million people. Let's oh. get it guys. We love you guys. We are glad to be back in 2022. We got some fun conversations. But hey, until next time, take it easy.